Karen, what did you do? I want to tell you what happened. I opened the envelope, and it said, Emma Stone, La La Land. That's why I took such a long look at Faye and at you. I wasn't trying to be funny. <laughs> well, you were funny. That Thank was you very funny. much. Thank yeah. you very much. Wow, this is... This um... is Moonlight, the best picture. Yeah. Okay. gentlemen, please welcome the wickedly talented, the one and only, Is It Really? The podcast that challenges popular opinions about movies. I'm Brandon Sharp. I'm Zach Smith-Michaels. And I'm Mitch Dupree. And today we're pleased to accept this award as we're asking, do the Oscars matter? So guys, 2018 movies, what'd you like? What got snubbed? Let's talk about that for a minute. Zach, get us kicked off here. Yeah, um, I'll put my cards on the table and tell you what I hope will win, and that's Spike Lee's movie, Black Klansman. I'm not a big Spike Lee fan, because I always respected his movies more than I liked them, but I don't know what it was with Black Klansman, because it is totally a Spike Lee movie, but I don't know if it's, you know, the, the subject matter or Jordan Peele producing, but I thought it was just a really fantastic movie. And uh, I'm happy to see that it's there. Also really enjoyed The Favorite. Thought I was going to hate it. And I thought it was great. When you refer to a Spike Lee movie, they're called Spike Lee joints. So. Oh, excuse me. As far as things that I... Movies that I like that I don't see there. I, um, no one saw First Man, but I did. And I thought it was great. Get out there and see First Man, people. <laughs> yes, do it. <laughs> um, also, though, I know Mitch, Mitch and I both saw Eighth Grade. And uh, I thought it was great. I was honestly afterwards, I was like, all right, this movie's going to, you know, do pretty well when it comes to Oscar nominations. And like nothing. I've got to wonder if they even like campaigned, if they even like, I, submitted themselves. I don't know. I don't know how yeah. that process works. Well, because I know A24 has submitted themselves in the past, like with Lady Bird and movies like that. So mm. I don't think it's the studio's, you know, anti Oscars or anything, but I do wonder if they campaigned. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, maybe for Best Picture, but that's a hard sell. And, and yeah. you can't give her... I mean, you could for Best you well, know, Lead. Quinzenay, but... or however you say her name, Wallace, got nominated for Beast of the Southern Wild, and she was like nine. Yeah, that's true. There are no rules. And I thought Josh Hamilton, if that's his name, as the dad, was fantastic. Yeah, he would have been a good nom, for sure. Yeah. Maybe a Best Screenplay? I don't know. Can you imagine how awesome it'd be to see Bo Burnham as one of the best directors? I would love if he hosted the Oscars. I would love if anyone hosted the Oscars. Amen. Who got snubbed? There's no host. <laughs> yeah, how about all comedians? Yeah. All right, I've got I've got a couple snubs. Take it away, Mitchell. I just saw these movies, so my I'm a little biased, but I watched Annihilation this week. Oh, yeah. That is one of the best movies I've seen in many years, not just this year. Fantastic. I think that's like the 2001 of our lifetime. So the fact that that's mm. not up there for Best Picture is bizarre to me. Uh, I would also throw up 8th uh, Grade. I'm with you there. 
I think Into the Spider-Verse, too, might Really? Might it didn't get deserving. nominated? Uh, no, I'm saying for, for Best Picture. If you're going to put oh. up um, Black Panther, I think Into the sure. Spider-Verse is easily as good as some other animated pictures that have been thrown up for Best Picture, like Toy Story 3 or... Um, I'd Beauty say and the Beast? Uh, yeah, I would say Into the Spider-Verse is as good as Beauty and the Beast, and I'd say it's definitely better than Up. Uh, yes. So... Yeah, I would I would say it, it revolutionizes the medium in a way that none of those movies you just mentioned do. So Yeah. I don't know. There yeah, those are a couple for me. I really liked Sorry to Bother You too. I wouldn't necessarily put that for best picture, but I would have liked to see in a couple nods. And that's the the tricky thing about movies that you really enjoyed but you totally get why they're not there. Like last year for me a ghost story, loved it. But I didn't have a prayer that that would be represented at the Oscars. Right. Um, it's too and, weird. And this, right. And this year, mid '90s, I walked out. I was like, "Wow, that was maybe my favorite movie of the year." And it, and it was. But I was like, th- "There's no way this is getting nominated for anything." No. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Another thing uh, I forgot about snubs. Won't you be my neighbor? Was fantastic. As uh, a documentary. Ooh, Fred Rogers. Where was that? They got something against Cargans. Yes. And they got. Yeah. Which is weird, because when you think about who makes up the Academy, they all look like Mr. Rogers in my head. Exactly. Brando. Well, this year was a very light year for me at the movie theater. So, I'm, I'm not going to act like I've seen movies that I haven't seen. I feel like Black Panther has got to win. Honestly, it's it's the only movie I saw on the Best Picture list. <laughs> so it that's the, why it's the only, It is the only movie I saw. I respect the honesty of that. It's also been a bit of a sleepy year for movies, though. Yeah, like, this is not a good year. It's the only one I saw. If we're living in a world where people think that A Star is Born is not only an Oscar contender, but a good movie, it has not been a good year for movies. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it. It's just hearing you speak so strongly against it. Everyone I know loves, a, loves that movie. You've got Bradley Cooper, who looks like Nuka from Lion King 2 throughout the entire movie. <laughs> Okay, so that I don't even know what that one means, person but... in the audience, yeah. <laughs> just just mumbling through the script while Lady Gaga is just whining throughout the Oh, it's just it's bad guys. Your your uh, Lion King comparison was just for me, right, Zach? Because <laughs> I appreciate well, he looks, it. There's a there's a scene where like he's looking at her through the car and he's like, I just want to get one more look at you. But he looks like Scar in that car, just like, you know, long live the king. <laughs> Is that how Scar talked in the movie? <laughs> That's how Bradley <laughs> like Cooper a gas talks. station trucker. <laughs> That's how Bradley Cooper talks in the movie, and apparently he's the most famous like musician in the world. <laughs> well, Didn't I'm gonna Jeremy go watch Irons this movie voice tonight. Scar. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he would. He oh, would man, be. You know, Malfoy. He would be offended. That's not Malfoy. Jeremy Jesus. Irons. No, I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, he mean uh, the oh, guy my from. Oh gosh. Get it. Um, he's the bad die hard, die hard three. three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why is that the first Jeremy Irons movie? <laughs> Why do we have a podcast about movies? He's in the mission also. Folks, that's my come at me. That's my official please wait, no a listening audience, all twelve of you, please tell me why you like to star is born. So that brings up a good point. Clearly split down the middle. Uh, stars born kind of the consensus on that why are the oscars so polarizing i think it's because we take it personally you know so often films speak to you and they say something to you so when something that didn't connect with you quite as much wins it feels almost like a personal 
loss. And it 100% isn't personal, but it feels that way because we kind of live vicariously through these films, I think. Like, when her got nominated, for me personally, I was like, oh, that movie really connected with me. If it wins anything, you know, when it wins Best Screenplay, I feel like I'm winning Best Screenplay. Yeah, I would agree with you there. I think a lot of the Oscar movies are, like, very, like, middle-of-the-road, kind of, like aimed at middle America, like, uh, it's the Forrest Gumps and stuff, so, like, I think they're actually movies that, like, look good, and they're shiny, but they're kind of mediocre. Like, the movies we listed as snubs are very niche. What if they try to just kind of get something for everyone in there? You know what I'm saying? I what don't. if that's their goal? Oh, what for if Oscar try... movies? Yes, what if the Academy and all of their infinite wisdom just try to get something for everyone? You know, so they got to get, watch. they need ratings. Um, yeah. I would they need say they've like been everyone. getting that wrong for about 85 years then. Uh, yeah. I'm not saying they're, I'm not saying they're right. This year does feel like there is kind of something, not for everyone, but people who aren't like cinephiles. Okay. Okay. That I'll, I'll, I'll like, this is a more like open year of people like, wow, I actually saw these movies, you know, with the exception of like the favorite and black Klansman and Roma. <laughs> yes. That's a movie that's on Netflix that no one's seen. Middle America Johnny Methodist. What What is he going to the movies to see? Green Book is the safe bet. Black Panther okay. is right. kind of like the... Ooh, Green cool. Book is, is the Middle America pick. I, I mean, I was looking at some past years because you had like, you know, the blind side years and just some of those, some of those other, you know, just like everyone, like it was the feel good that year. Everyone yeah. Can saw we step it. into it? Can we step into yeah, it? Yeah, do it. Without... Do, go for it. All right, here's you my threaten thing. my son. <laughs> oh, you mean step into blind no, side? No, 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 no. I mean, here's what I mean. The blind side and, and green book definitely have some parallels, right? Yeah, sure, we can yeah. all agree there, right? They're the yeah. same movie. They're the, <laughs> some might say they are the same movie. I would say that. And I would agree. I think there is definitely a large part of America that feels good watching a story about you know race reconciliation in a way that has no teeth white and has no reality yeah it's a white shame movie it's a white guilt movie yeah uh and the oscars are chocked full of those kind of movies the help was nominated for oscars the blind side nominated and won crash that's a white guilt movie i'm 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 kidding okay the green mile Forrest Gump. Hold on. Uh, and Driving Miss Daisy. Those, oh, one of my that, favorites. That one. I never saw no, that. Like... Alright guys, I'm just going to ask, and pardon my language, but why do the Oscars suck? <laughs> I thought you loved the Lord. Shakespeare in Love beat uh, Saving Private Ryan. That's how you know there's no justice in this world. Exactly. It's like that's just You know who Johnny the- you know who Johnny Methodist likes? He likes Tom Hanks. I'm sure he does. I'm sure Agreed. he Agreed. He's also upset about this. Here's the thing about the Oscars. It goes in with Oscar season. You know, like, okay, here comes November and December, here comes all the Oscar movies, and it inspires a lot of people to just kind of make these movies that check off all the boxes to win awards. And yes. I believe the money that you make or the awards that you win are all kind of side dishes to a piece of art that you're proud of. 
something that drives me bonkers around this time of year is uh, it's like the strategic release dates that these studios have yes, for all yes, the Oscar yes. movies. So there's like dead months of the year where you can't find a good movie to save your life. And then there's, you know, a two, three month period where I'm supposed to see 13 movies that are all as in if I don't have theaters. a job. Yeah. And, and a wife and kids to feed. Like, this is crazy. Brandon? <laughs> I saw, I, I, I told you, I saw like three movies last year together. Listen, I live on a limited budget. <laughs> I eat Lipton soup for dinner three nights a week. And by the way, you're going to be bored for like 18 of these three movies. Yeah, that's, that's it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. I love the math that you're dropping there. Zach, Improper it's, practice, it's airtight. Maybe. It is literally blowing my mind. And also, I can't take any credit for this, but if you ever watched um, Adam Ruins Everything, they talk about how part of the marketing campaign, people will submit their movies as for your consideration, because once your movie gets that Best Picture nomination, it's going to make a lot more money. Right. So one might say the Oscars are sort of a cynical cash grab. Here's one. Uh, film smearing. The Citizen Kane of, of movies, Citizen Kane, was not honored right. <laughs> because... You know, uh, someone lobbied against it. I should start smearing A Star is Born. How do I get into the Academy? <laughs> I feel like uh, a, a movie like a movie like The Post. Yes! Oh. It was like, okay, what do we need? We need Tom Hanks, we need Meryl Streep, we need Steven Spielberg. Get them all in a room, let's make a movie. What are we doing? Something. You know, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, yeah, exactly. I got, I, I, got all the, I got all the pieces to the puzzle here. What's it supposed to look like when it's done? Eh, I don't know. But it's it's got all the right pieces. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. I mean, there's great movies that happen at the Oscars. Moonlight, right. fantastic. But the overwhelming majority, I feel like, especially for the best picture stuff, it's like these boring historical dramas about British people. Uh, you know, like, when am I going to rewatch The Artist? Never. I'm never going to rewatch The Artist. I need you to stop indirectly talking about the King's Speech, okay? That's my wife's I'm not. Movie. I'm not. I'm talking about Shakespeare in Love. I'm talking about The English Patient. Ugh. I'm talking about a million of uh, The Favorite. Ugh. And, and it's whoa, not whoa, that these whoa, movies whoa, 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 whoa. are... Well, hold on. I'm not saying that they're bad movies. I'm saying that they're out of touch with what most people are watching. Sure. This, these are not the movies that people go to see. No. Uh, you know, I'm going to see Space Jam or Insidious 3. I'm not going to watch some movie about the crown. I'm just not. Brandon, you want to jump in? Yes, I do. Um, I feel like the, nowadays everyone feels the need to take every opportunity to voice their opinion on today's subject du jour. Would it be so hard to just set aside three hours to set to celebrate movies, you know, pieces of art that a lot of people worked really hard on. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right, right. I and I and I'm not I'm not saying that the causes are. Uh, I don't want to I don't want to diminish or reduce these. Uh, they're 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 very important. I'm not saying they're not. I'm just saying this is a this is an award ceremony to celebrate film, and I feel like we could just do that for a few hours. Here's where I'll push back. Okay. It is the creators of the art who are expressing those opinions, right? It's the actors and the directors, you know. I mean, they they can't speak for the entire production uh, that they're, you know, spearheading. But 
it is it is the artists well what about who are making those speeches what about the the people who aren't famous like the cameramen and the grips and the editors and the stuntmen like what about those people who work just as hard you know what i'm saying yeah i would i would agree with you there but i would say that they uh, play an important part, but maybe have less direction in the creative uh, message of the film. So feel... when you're making a movie that's about race or gender, and you're an actor who's trying to portray something that feels timely, they maybe have more right to speak to what they the movie meant to them than you know someone who's working on a technical job. Okay, but I would say that they feel no less sense of pride as a cameraman sure. or what have you. It's not that I... I feel like anything that's said is inappropriate. It's it's just that I feel like we get away from uh, the spirit of celebrating movies, you know? And I feel like it happens more frequently now. I think that that tends to happen more so for me with uh, the hosting. Like, you know, I loved when Jimmy Kimmel was hosting and he said, you know, he was like, here's a serious thing. He was like, you know, talk to someone who has a different opinion than you. He was like, and, and just do that. I thought that that was like, that that was a nice touch. And then the people, you know, who got up, they got to say what the movie meant to them. And, and that for me, it's, it's, I mean, I'm going to sound crazy. It's all the jokes. You know what I mean? It's all like the little funny, like silly side stuff. Like I loved the year when they had um actors um watching movies that they loved. And then like Seth Rogen was watched, talked about how he loved Back to the Future, and that made him want to become an actor. Then he came yeah. on stage with Michael W. Smith, Charlize Theron with uh, the the lady from the apartment. I loved that. Like I loved the yeah. celebration of film. I, I you know I don't need to see you bring a pizza boy to the to the Oscars. And get, I mean it's funny, <laughs> it's funny, but I want to celebrate movies. I love movies. Like I can go watch stand up anytime. This is one night a year. I think I think a shared thread between both your comments is it seems to cut at the dignity of the event. A yes, bit. right. Like there's there's something um, like the Oscars are different from the Globes, right? Like it's it's a reason I love the Oscars and a reason I hate the Oscars because at least for the Globes, everyone's drunk and having a good time. The Oscars <laughs> are like a four hour event yes. where everyone is very serious. It never uh, ends. <laughs> Brandon couldn't wait for me to get out of his house last year at the end of the Oscars. He was like, all right, get out. <laughs> First of all, uh, Seth yeah. Rogen, it was Michael J. Fox in uh, Back to the Future, not Michael W. Smith. I just... I know that's <laughs> Just to clear it up. My place in this world. I've been listening the, uh, to a lot. My place in Michael. this world. Yes. Can you imagine if it was Michael the author of uh, the song Friends, that nostalgic classic. Yeah, him and Seth Rogen came on stage and sang Friends. He'll be a dream come true. Listen, if Michael W. Smith was at the Oscars, I would watch. I would watch. Let's be clear. But the uh, the that's why I the, hate the Oscars. He's not there. Well, there's no way to host the Oscars and leave with your dignity intact. Doogie Howser, what's his name? Oh, Neil Patrick Aww, Harris. Neil Patrick Harris. That was a bummer because he's a good host, but just didn't work for the Oscars. Yeah, he's he hosts too much too. Yeah. That that boy needs to take a day off. What's the worst film to ever win Best Picture? The English Patient over Fargo. <laughs> the English Patient, which no one has seen, versus one of the most innovative films of the '90s, maybe all time. I mean, you got the Coen Brothers, who may be some of the best directors we have. Sure. Or sorry, the best writers uh, and. Best and that is, yeah, and that is maybe 
that's one of their best three movies. Absolutely. Easily. 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 Right? So that's just bonkers to me. I'm going to take a different approach. Uh, it's less to me about the movies that didn't win. Uh, it's just how ludicrous that this movie won. And it's Chicago. Yes. In 2003. That is... I'm not going to say the movie's a hot pile of garbage. It is, but I'm not going to say it. There are great musical movies, right, that deserve Oscars, that have won. Then there's, like, the 50 Feet of Crap musical theater movies that we should never, ever acknowledge that happen. You're like, uh, you know, like the, the new version of Annie. Like, let's not talk about that. That's how I feel about Chicago. Let's, let's just review, in case you forgot. John C. Riley's in it, and oh boy. He ain't good. <laughs> Can I remind you a little bit more? Richard Gere's voice. It's very annoying. <laughs> it sounds like... I, I can't tell if he's doing a bit or not, but he's like... They both reach for the gun. It's the weirdest straight tone you'll ever hear. Makes Les Mis look like a piece of art. What about a nice uh, Gerard Butler as Phantom of... Um, Brandon. Bum, oh, Brandon. Bum, bum, Brandon, Brandon, Brandon. What about a nice star of the movie Law Abiding Citizen and Gamer? <laughs> mm. That guy, what if we made him the fan of the freaking opera? Yep. All right, Brandon, what's yours? I can't wait. Okay. Uh, first one 2001, A Beautiful Mind beats Lord of the Rings. Yes. I like the movie A Beautiful Mind. Lord of the Rings is, is a movie. For, like for a generation, it is a, it is a masterpiece, and, and yeah. especially the Fellowship of the Ring. The Fellowship of the Ring, it's the, it's the best is, one. is the best of the three. It should have walked away with the awards the way Return of the King did two years later. I almost wonder if with Return of the King, they were like, oh, we probably should have given this out earlier. Uh, it's the culmination of the franchise. It is. I, it is. I, I, I agree with that. Yes, you're absolutely right. But um, 1994, Forrest Gump beats my favorite movie of all time, The Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> one of my least favorite movies of all time, Forrest Gump, yes. I told Brandon at the office one time, I was like, Forrest Gump is not good, and he says, hold your horses. So I, yes. I guess I've just never heard anyone, like, foam at the mouth the way you two do over Forrest Gump. It's just, bad. Okay, you want to let the dogs out? seething. Yes, let's... <laughs> All right. Here's here's some issues with Forrest Gump. It is essentially for baby boomers. Yes, it is. It's like, hey, no. do you remember uh, the Greatest Generation? Uh, do you remember Elvis and Vietnam? Here's it on a movie. It's not a movie, Zach. Yes. Hey, ladies, if you date a guy who's nice, you'd better never break up with him for any reason. Otherwise, you will get AIDS and die. I. I don't know. Also, the message of Forrest Gump. I don't know who you're doing right there, but it's not Forrest Gump. It's Robert Zemeckis behind the camera. Oh gosh. <laughs> what is what is the story of Forrest Gump? A guy. It is the most interesting man alive. And and <laughs> that's a Dos Equis commercial. And, that's not a movie. <laughs> and he he this is this is the uh, biopic for the man who has seen everything. He, Great. What is the plot of Forrest Gump? He's just, he stayed the course. He, uh... <laughs> Speaking of movies without a plot, there's a much better movie without a plot that came out in 1994, and that's Pulp Fiction. It'd be Pulp Fiction also! It'd be Pulp 
freaking fiction. Yes. All right. Well, that's right. great. But this is my turn, and I'm talking about the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> I'm reclaiming my time. <laughs> I'm reclaiming my time. You're talking about the Shawshank Redemption. No. I guess my my thing is I do not hate Forrest Gump the way you two do. I just don't. But bottom line is it is literally standing in the way of my favorite movie and. Who doesn't want Morgan Freeman narrating their movie? What was the best year in Oscars history? Brandon, why don't you start this one? You never start. That's fine. Yeah. I'll, I'll take it away here. I'm going to go. And, th- and this is, by the way, an argument for why the Oscars are great. Because every now and then, we have a 1976 where a little dark horse named Rocky beats movies such as Taxi Driver, Network, All the President's Men, considered a big movie at, at this point. But back then, it was, not, it was, like I said, a dark horse. It was small. Right. It had a, had a shoestring budget. And it whooped these other, these other big movies. You know? and, and these are great, these are great movies. 1976 for me. I'm going to go with 2007. You've got No Country for Old Men, Atonement, Juno, Michael Clayton, There Will Be Blood. Like, all those movies are all, you know, very different, but I think that all of them are good movies. And also, it's one of the last years that the Oscars were only doing, like, five movies. I feel like they really had to sit down and be like, all right, what are the best five films? Here they are. I'll say No Country for Old Men and... and, um... There will be blood feel a little similar. samey to me. They're quite similar. Yeah, they're pretty right. similar, but they're also two wonderful movies. Exactly. So yeah, it's gonna happen. I do remember Juno coming out and how it was kind of the dark horse that year, um, uh, upsetting all these other establishment movies, if you will. Um, right. That was a good year. That was an excellent year. Mitch, what do you think? Well, I'll give two reasons. Why I I love my year, uh, which is 2017. The first is similar to Brandon's. Who doesn't love a great upset? 2017 was the year that this little indie darling, uh, Moonlight, little David, overtook Goliath, La La Land, (laughs) for best picture. Uh, That's number one. Number two is 2017 was one of the rare years where I actually just really like every movie that got nominated for Best Picture. Like, Arrival. Yes. Moonlight. Hell or High Water. That's a great movie. Not a Absolutely. lot of people have seen it, but it's so very good. good. Uh, Manchester by the Sea. Fences. Very good yeah. movie. Uh, it's It's got some issues, but it's good. Lion might be the weakest, but it, it is still a good right. movie. I would enjoy watching it. Just maybe not on a first date. <laughs> And and La La Land, which you know I think is good. problematic. I think it's good though, but it's decent. Yeah, it's a decent movie. Yeah. So how often do you have? How many nominations was that? Fifteen, and they're all good. Yeah. Like they're all good movies. I agree. You can't be. You can't touch that. Yeah. That's fantastic. All right, now let's jump on to why they're good. Okay, Mitch, <laughs> go. I got a list. All right. Um, you guys remember the scene in um. The Devil Wars Prada, where Stanley Tucci is chastising Anne Hathaway, uh, and he tells her, uh, this isn't just a magazine. Yes. This is a beacon, right? That's how I feel about the Oscars. Uh, it's not just an award show. It's a it's a beacon, I feel like, for um, you know young artists uh, all over the world who 
get to tune in and see this is the pinnacle of you know of movies i think it kind of sends out the signal the bat signal like hey this is where you could end up here's a story mitch and i went to go see get out and we walked out of the movie thinking that was great it's it's really too bad though that that's not going to get recognized at the oscar and then jordan peele won best original screenplay so for me it's moments like that movies that you know aren't oscar movies for me it's when the oscars get it right they really get it right i think that we're moving towards we're not just going to get the same nine movies here's something different and it draws millions of new viewers to great movies there's a lot of foreign movies i would never have seen uh if not for the oscars right i wouldn't have taken the time to seek them out and also i think um and this is one that's a little hit or miss, but the creative freedom that people have after they've won an Oscar, you know, what, what they can do next. It's kind of sometimes you see people win and take some really cool risks. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's exciting to see someone get that little bit of capital after they get an Academy Award and their belt. They're able to do bigger things. Exactly. You said Jordan Peele. It's a great example. That man's taken over the world yeah. now. He's, he's taking over the Twilight Zone. He's got a great new horror movie coming out, uh, Us, that looks fantastic. Uh, and that wouldn't have happened, I think, without the success of Get Out. Now, Get Out was super successful in its own right without the Oscars. Right. But it to just gives it a different level yeah, of prestige. A porterhouse steak is better than chicken nuggets. And there's this weird thing online right now where it's like, uh, artist objective... Uh, and you know, I, I can say, you know, that, that, you know, Insidious 3 is better than the King's Speech. I'm like, yeah, you can say it, but the Oscars are going to give us kind of this like yardstick, this benchmark where we can hold up like, okay, but this is what the consensus of good movies looks like. Now the issue we have of the, that yardstick being flawed and us not always agreeing is legit. I just think there's a value to having a yardstick. We're not ready to just let the internet take over. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, uh, Rotten Tomatoes is great, but it's also not. Right. Yep. We're not Absolutely. ready for that. It's it's not. It's actually so, not that great, I feel like. It it does more damage than good. Um, oh, there are sure. There are better ways to uh, figure out if, it's, if a movie's something you might want to see. I mean, that, that's what it's used for, right? Like, what did it get on Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes? Okay, I guess I'll see it. It's certified fresh. I feel like it's it's pretty destructive. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's taking it a little too far. But well, well, even with Rotten Tomatoes, well, you know, like Vice, for instance, which again is I, I thought is a movie that is worth your time and worth you taking a chance on. You might hate it, but I think that overall it's a very interesting experience experiment that you should go see. Without that Oscar nomination, it's like a sixty-eight on Rotten Tomatoes. So for some people, it's like, oh well, I'm not, I'm not gonna see that. But now that it's got that nomination behind it, it's got a little, a few more people like, oh wow, let's maybe I'll check this out. And again, you might love it, you might hate it, but aren't you glad that you saw something different? I also want to say that the Oscars are an opportunity just to honor movies. Yes. And for a lot of us, where like movies are important mm-hmm. to us, uh, and that feels nerdy and embarrassing to say, but it's true, like. Movies are a big part of how I live my life, and it's a great opportunity just to honor them. All right, my last point, and then I'm done. I think the Oscars, at their best, mirror our cultural and aesthetic values. And what I mean by that is 
uh, when we're doing it right, it should be uh, representative of who we are as a nation. I think every year, for the most part, we get closer and closer to that goal. There's a, a good melting pot that happens. Could be used as a mechanism for social change. Is that what you're saying? In some ways, sure. But I just mean, like, it's it's a place where we can all come to the table together. Mitch, I didn't know you were a r- romantic. The Oscars uh, are my Super Bowl, personally. Let's keep them around. Let's just make them yeah. better. <laughs> question is do the oscars matter and i'm gonna say of course they do i would say that very rarely do oscars go to completely incompetent filmmakers and i think that almost every winner is worthy of some level of recognition yes you do have to play the game to win but i also think that the oscars are often a very good time capsule of what the world is craving cinematically. And also, like we've said, this is a great way to get people to see some legitimately great films that they wouldn't have seen otherwise. So the Oscars may be a cynical marketing ploy, but a ploy that is often very effective. I'm going to say the Oscars don't matter. The The ultimate goal of this award ceremony is to kind of speak from upon high down to the common folk. This this is our movie selection for the year. This these are these are our choices and this is the one we have knighted ruler of all. And what have we seen? We've seen that they get it wrong more often than they get it right. We look at we look at 1941, the greatest movie of all time did not win best picture film is an art form. Art is subjective. That's something that if you can take away one thing from this podcast, this episode rather, art is subjective. Therefore, I, I do not feel like we need the Academy telling us what what should um, get all of the glory and all of the um, honor. And all of the praise. Amen. You know what it reminds me of? Church. <laughs> A little bit, right? Like, this is too long, and I want to get a snack. (laughs) But I'm glad I did it. That's point number one. Uh, Point number two. Do they matter? Yes, because millions and millions of people are watching it. I don't love the Super Bowl, but I don't get to say it doesn't matter. It's one of the most watched things on TV. Sorry, it is the most viewed thing on TV. The Oscars are supposed to represent... Uh, you know, us as a society and us as a culture. And oh, the yeah. reason that uh, we're making those demands for more inc- inclusivity and diversity is because we want them to reflect, you know, our society. So I think the fact that we still have to push for that makes this night relevant. It makes it important. Yes. It's not an institution we should get rid of because it doesn't look like how we want it to look. We should continue striving towards making it what we want it to be. Right. I guess my big reason I think that the Oscars matter is because they connect people to movies they wouldn't have seen without that event. So those are good things. They're important things. And I hope the Oscars will reign forevermore.
there you have it. The Real Boys are in favor of a long and prosperous life for the Academy Awards. Thank you for joining us for our discussion. If you have a minute, like us on Facebook. We can be found at the Is It Really Podcast. And give us your opinion. We would love to know how you feel about our episodes and any weird movie opinions you may have. And don't forget, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're feeling good, please give us a rating and a review. We would really appreciate it. And we'll see you next time. Thank you.